0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Carrie Lake, and this is our next wonderful um, conversation for Animals of a New Earth. And I'm here today with my friend Rose Sebeazar, who is um, she's kind of a dynamo. <laughs> she's created a company called Neopause, which are uh, well, she's going to describe it for you, but it's boots for dogs. And that has kind of gone gangbusters for her. And um, the next project that I'm aware of she's doing is a cooking show for um, for pets. So, and, and I also know you're in Toronto, but also have a home here in California, like next town over from where I live. So I know that's going to be fun to play together. So Ro, hello, thank you for playing with me. And um, please introduce yourself and tell us the name of your cooking show and however you'd like people to know you.
1: My name is Ro Roanna Sabezar, and uh, I am the founder and um, operator of NeoPause International, uh, NeoPause.com. And the Neo is neoprene, so it started with orthopedic shoes made of neoprene, um, which were actually I made them as running shoes to begin with. I uh, Very yeah. being very. For the for dogs, yeah. And actually, we sell a lot to horses and ponies and donkeys and llamas and pigs and, oh yeah. So it's not only, it's anything that, that needs to be protected from any of the elements, whether they're abrasive, some are uh, mold forming if the pigs or the animals are standing in a lot of mud all the time. So it makes a big difference to their hooves and uh as you know we i as, when i started i didn't know any of this really it was god had sent me a message and said you're gonna make shoes for dogs i went rollerblading with my uh dog at the time who was an old english sheepdog i adopted from mexico mm-hmm. and i thought he was a husky when i first got him uh yeah i was he was right. like uh, yeah really weird weird coloring but he was the smartest dog out. i mean just unbelievable anyway we would go uh rollerblading he'd come back with bloody paws and i said geez you know and i was quite the athlete at the the time and uh, and I thought okay well dogs need running shoes so that's how it started and it was funny because I was importing and exporting from Mexico uh, dishware and ceramics and glassware and home home goods and I had a restaurant too and you know I was in the hotel and food and beverage business but I had always wanted to be a veterinarian so that was one of my first choices as yeah as a profession so it made sense to all of a sudden the real you know animal loving part of me said okay you know it's time to work with animals and that's what happened so neopause was born and uh i was rocking it people were just you know taking pictures of my dogs in their shoes going what's wrong with your you know they thought it was for medical reasons or there was something wrong with the dog's paws and i would have to explain that it was to protect their paws against the heat and abrasive surfaces and then it became a salt in the winter situation right so then yeah right of course so everyone who experiences harsh winters they throw salt on the roads and it's absolutely detrimental um to the health of the dogs especially when they're licking all the chemicals off their paws when they come home And so that became a thing. So the neoprene I found was good for winter. And then I created the summer shoe, which was breathable and made of mesh. And um, I always called myself Nike of the dog world. I mean, that was kind (laughs) of, you know, it was, that's who I was. And there were other dog shoe companies that came up after me and uh, they had their own styles and they typically would copy it. So I was always once 10 steps ahead you know, gel insoles, rubber stoles, toe caps, you know, I just Crazy. kept, you know, yeah, it was what amazing. Was the like, year?
0: When did you start? Because I, I know, um, you know, I had little part-time jobs at, you know, pet supply places, because that's fun for me. It's a great way to like actually give people guidance, you know, when they come into the stores. Um, but what year did you get started making? I,
1: 1992 so it was like around those and it was interesting because at the time you know we didn't have internet right there was no such thing as yeah there was no instagram or anything and we were yeah and i was you know i knew the product and the material from my exercise gloves that's what gave me the first idea because i was using them to lift weights and at that point there was no way of communicating with china because that's where the neoprene was made uh other than fax and telephones so you know here we are faxing and it was just amazing a whole other time you know not that i'm aging myself or anything but it, it's it's just it's it's great True. but you know i'll tell you though what what that difference is uh just quickly is that when you have such a harder way of getting in touch with people than today you have less less competition as well right so you're so now it's so easy to be global now the chinese reach out to us or manufacturers around the world can send us messages uh soliciting business so that's why everyone and their brother now has a dog shoe or dog clothing or dog something company so it's the the it's much harder these days to you know really um I guess come forefront. So I'm very blessed that I'm uh, a longstanding within Mm -hmm. the, the industry. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's really been, been awesome.
0: So then tell me, um, the inspiration for the cooking show, because that's like a different tangent, you know, tell me where, where did that (laughs) love come from that you just said, okay, guess what? Now we're doing this.
1: Well, the funny thing is, and, you know, it's like in, in each person, I think once you're able to identify what your strengths and strengths are, um, and what your likes are, uh, and what you're, you know, what you're really good at. Yeah. It, they just tend to keep coming back right you never lose parts of yourself so how do you implement those parts of yourself within what you're doing and expressing and introducing to the communities mm. and because i was in the hotel and food and beverage business mm. i had you know i have a, a degree in, in cooking and everything else so i've been cooking for my dogs for geez ever since 30 years right so um that became just part of it there's no point trying to protect animals with the paws and the safety clothing that i make and not want to start from inside right so this is a big factor and um it's just another expression of love and kindness and and you know giving back so uh, me when people always thought it was crazy i always had like five to ten dogs you know whatever animals (laughs) you know in the house whether they were friends or my own. And I'd always walk around with my pack of dogs and people would only know me because of my hair and my dogs, right? From behind, <laughs> oh, it's Ronnie. <laughs> so yeah, so that was fun. Um, now I'm down to one dog and two cats. And
0: um, That's yeah. That's a
1: change. That's a big it, change. It is a big change. It is. But uh, it's, it's funny because the cats are like 20 now, right? Mm-hmm. My oldest dogs, my last dogs passed when they were 19 and 20 years old. Mm. And that was, that I think was a landmark, you know, and, and such a, I think, um, just showing how much love and good food and working their minds, very important, uh, to work a dog's mind as well. So and and what you you
0: mean by work a dog's mind, because that, that can go in different places. So I want to know your, what you're saying.
1: Um, I've always been a firm believer that and the motto of my life and my world with animals all animals is to elevate them and educate them okay right. so just like children right we're going to because um <laughs> it's a deep kind of subject because you i i don't know if i was born being tarzana okay uh you know and that's kind of what was in me i've always had to i've always felt like it it was imperative and non-negotiable to trust the animals, the trust that they're gonna make the right decisions for themselves. Yeah, Hence that. why I walk my dogs off leash, right? Mm-hmm. Which uh, in in our communities and societies, it's illegal, mm-hmm. but to me it's the most humane thing I can do for my animals mm-hmm. because I'm allowing them the freedom that they also deserve. Mm-hmm. I can't keep a dog on the end of a leash because of my fears. So for me to be able to let go of my fear, mm-hmm. to love the animal, to support and teach the animal what they need to know that gives them the option to choose and I'm okay with that it's like if I have a cat one of my cats is an indoor cat because I adopted her and she's declawed so she doesn't go out and then my other cat uh who I rescued and adopted um, is an outdoor cat and you know what every day I take the chance when I open that door that he may or may not come back yeah. Uh, but I know that in the time that he is alive, he's the happiest cat possible. He's not a captive to my my needs or my fears or, you know, my intentions as or thoughts of what an animal should be, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I love that. So the, another word that I have for what you're talking about with um, working their minds, to me, it's engaging, right? And it, in order to stimulate the animals, to to let them know, hey, you're a part of this, what you think matters to me, it requires a a sense of yourself that is also willing to engage. I mean, what you're talking about would induce so much fear for so many people. Just because because they, I think there's so many people who are still distracted from who they are. Like in order to engage the animals this way, I've got to know myself to some degree. I have to have a trust in my own ability and my own willingness to show up and communicate at, you know, to be able to say to the, to the animals, there you are, I see you, here's what's going to work. I need you to participate. That requires me to know myself enough, you know, and so many people rely on the leash, rely on the, the dominance approach, simply because that's what they know of themselves. They, mm-hmm. they need the tool, right? That's right. And I think that's, that's what they're comfortable with. Exactly. It's what works. It's a comfort zone, right? Yeah. At this time. Right. Yeah. This is why I love the conversation because it's not to make anybody right or better or wrong. It's to just draw out. If you'd like to make this evolution, it's an evolution Mm -hmm. of knowing yourself so you can communicate with the animals at that level of intelligence, connection, honor, equanimity,
1: very much so Uh, sometimes uh, i'm not to focus on any negativity whatsoever but it upsets me sometimes that people are making decisions to get animals when they're not ready for it Mm -hmm. i you know they always say you should have an animal before you have a child Mm -hmm. you know because there's a lot of i see a lot of people who have control issues with animals and what that results in that's very you know it's 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 not a it's not it's not it's just not, <laughs> it's not good. So yeah, I don't know, it's just bad. It's just, you know, I'm trying to stay positive here. Right? It's not the healthy choice. So, you know, people have to, I think, you know, they have to psychologically be aware of their actions before they can have a healthy child or animal. And this is what's super important. And I mean, that's, it's like, I always say, and the, you know, I at one point, I'm going to be launching the book called Healthy You, Healthy Pet, right Mm -hmm. healthy you healthy child healthy you healthy relationship so like you said it all starts with themselves so i'm saying let's wake up and let's get responsible and respectful to the creatures that you're you know dealing with
0: yeah well that's kind of the the core of everything that i share as well is it really is about self-awareness, it, no matter what system you might follow. And like, mm-hmm. thank God for the systems because they really do help when people are at a certain level of awareness or learning. But the the purpose of all the different training systems and psychology systems and, and everything that, that humans learn it always takes you to greater self-awareness. Like if I if I want a better relationship, then I need to be aware of myself and what I'm bringing to the relationship. Of course. Whether it's a, with a dog or a cat or a child or a, a partner or whatever. Like the evolution of humanity is in our own self-awareness. And I mean, how, how blessed are we to get to live with animals? Because they do show up saying, well, here's me. Show me who you are, right? <laughs> no kidding, and, yeah. and then we get to receive that or, or do something else like dominate it and say, well, I think you're a dog. Every dog behaves like this and I'm going to say no and you get to figure that out. And it's just, it's common, you know, but a greater self-awareness is what you're talking about that says, you know what? I want to honor who you are. I want to learn about who you are. And then it's, to me, the next question is how do we live together so that it works for both of us? And that's a great vulnerability, whether it's with animals or children or partners, you know, it's like how, so, so tell me, just talk a little bit more of what that's like for you. You know, you walk your dogs off leash. You talked about your own fears, you know, of having the leash. Is having the leash in your hand maintains a fear for you. Is that what you're saying? And so removing the leash, it, does it have you address your fear or t- <laughs> no. talk about it? No, <laughs>
1: you're putting, you're, you're opening, you're putting words in my mind. <laughs> That's a, yeah. no. it's why we to talk that, about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, the thing is, and I want to, I definitely want to stipulate this. Uh, there actually, even though I choose to allow them to walk without leashes, it doesn't mean that I'm like, I'm still very safe and very aware of our environment and would never allow them to go into a dangerous environment. And you know, it's a, it's, it's a process where um, it takes, really, it just takes a few times and a couple of weeks of repeat and rewind repeat rewind letting them know off-road off-road and and so my i choose to be that way because a my fear is entrapment and i've come to realize that uh at a younger age that why is it that i do not allow them to be pent up for too long without me why is it that i allow don't have cages for any animal that I've ever trained Um, why do I give them that freedom because somewhere in my past lives somewhere in my psyche there is a fear of being trapped and maybe you know I know they say the Buddhists say that we don't transform from animals to humans and back unless you're very enlightened. Um, but I don't know, maybe I was imprisoned as a person in my last life, maybe something, but there's definitely something there so that it upsets me that I'm actually, you know, controlling something like that. Mm -hmm. So I try to live all aspects of my life where there is as little control as possible and just letting it flow. And, but of always having a very solid and secure foundation. Right. The foundation is key to everything. Don't say, Oh, look at me. I can do a dog off leash and no training. No, that's not how it is. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, like you said, it's a comfort zone for most people to just, you know, it's like a relationship too. how many times, you know, you say, let it go. If it comes back, it's yours. Okay. Well, that, in, like in a, in that air idea, but you, you allow a person to breathe and that gives more room for beautiful things to happen and so what does that mean for me having these dogs off leash it means that i'm one person running a household of five dogs myself whatever my business, I don't have, I only have two hands. So when I go shopping, I bring them with me. Like <laughs> It's like that, you know, everyone's like, okay, we're going on a road trip or you know, we're going for a drive. And, you know, so it's, yeah, like, and so I do a little out of the ordinary things with them, but they're always with me. I just don't believe in leaving them. They're like my buddies, right? They're like, okay, let's go. And why? Because I'm, I'm making them think you have to let your animals think. They have their minds of their own. They they can decide when they want to eat, when they don't, when they where they if they want to go left, if they want to go right, if they want to stop there and sniff that pool or if they want to pee over here, if they want to pee there. They're making their own decisions on a, you know, second to second basis. Do I want to sleep now? Do I want to get up? Whatever. So there's so much intricacy within their own happiness. And, you know, when the, so it upsets me when people lock their dogs up, making them wait for them for 10 to 12 hours a day, you know, in their apartments and it's like, they're staring at four walls going, okay, how do I get out of this prison? Right? Like where, when it was, and you know, they're, they're extensions of us, right? They're little beings who, who are extensions of us. And so if they're not with us, they're not happy emotionally. Right. I mean, You know, they, and it's funny because, you know, people say, oh, get another dog and it'll forget. You don't have to do so much work. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) Five dogs, same, like same amount of work for all of them because you know what? I'm who they look at. Yes, they have fun with their partners and they're all happy amongst their friends because dogs are pack animals, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But they always look to you. So you are always their support system. You're always their feeder. You're, you know what I mean, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the alpha. And it just... What I'm here, what I hear in everything that you're sharing is just for one thing, how much love and honor you, honor. it's in your heart to bestow upon them and to live in, in the way that best honors everybody in the way that makes sense to you, the way your heart wants to express itself. And it just keeps, you know, what I'm playing with over here as I'm listening to you is really sort of enjoying the the truth that there are so many different ways to engage with animals and it is so dependent on knowing yourself on um, not only how much love i have for them but how available i am to receive the love that they are there people tend to get into this mindset of what do you need from me you know, and I, I've heard from people recently that their experience with dogs was, oh, the dog needed so much from me and they would just come and bounce <laughs> and bark and they needed so much from me and I don't think I did a good job. But there's a whole other side of it that is it, that is really saying to the dog out loud or just with your with your heart and your energy, just thank you for loving me. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for doing this with me. And when people can start to shift from what do I need to do for you into thanking, thanking the animals in their world and say, wow, thank you for loving me. Thank you for being here with me. And it, it is a game changer that can open the way to the kind of relationship that you're talking about. Right That says, "We're here together, yeah, I feed you, yeah, this is our house, yeah, i'm I do it this way because that's how humans have organized things, but we can you know welcome the the dogs for who they are into human world and still that's have right. it be you know full full of honor and equanimity, just acknowledging the truth that, hey, guess what? you got to sit in the car while I'm in the store because that's how it works. Or you got to, you know, this is how it works. So thank you for being here. I'll be right back. You know, there's a, that's to me what equanimity is, is like acknowledging what's required and then doing it together side by side. Yeah. 100%. And it's amazing. The capacity that
1: the animals can, uh, you know, can withstand in the sense of every way just by training. Yeah, for sure. I put them in the car I leave the air conditioning on and they're, they're perfect. And you know what? It's funny, but they would rather be in the car than in my house. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Why? Because they know I'm coming back to the car Mm -hmm. and they know I'm coming back home, but they're, they feel so excited because they're, they're with me. They're on an, an adventure. So it's about, and I, that's the way I look at my, my, my pack and my animal life. We're always on an adventure, but that's the kind of person I realized this week too. I wrote it down that the, the word and adventure is the heartbeat of my soul.
0: Mm, yes right
2: yes
1: and so and so that's how animals want to feel too they want to feel like they're on an adventure and they're on it with you right and that is a beautiful thing and that they're actually participating by making their own choices and decisions
0: yes so you know and very much like us like how different does it feel if you you share your excitement and somebody just goes "Mm -hmm, that sounds great gary it's very <laughs> yeah. different than if you share your excitement and they go, Wow, yes, thank you for sharing that. Bring that into my world. You know, yeah. being heard, being received yeah. is it's everything. It's vital. It's the reason why there's more than one of us on the planet, right? So we can yeah. hear each other and receive each other, and don't I mean, I'm sure you see it that when the animals are also received for who they are it lets, more, lets them express more of themselves. Well, that's it. And not only
1: that, but it also allows them to conform. When people see me out with my dogs, and it's been like this for 30 years, they're flabbergasted, and they're in awe of these animals who stand by me, leashless, right. and don't move who do not cross roads without me, no matter what dog or what distracts them. No matter what squirrel they chase after, they know that there's a border because I have taught them those borders. And yes, you know, people say, oh, my dog will run away. I'm like, no, you're, if you're not a bad owner, your dog will not run away. (laughs) Well, it's
0: the communication. It is about the relationship and, and, and knowing, knowing yourself, knowing how to have clarity. So Bernie was with me for 14 years um, through my 20s, through the 90s, and um, we would walk around leashless because I felt the same. I'm like, why can I, why does my friend have to wear a collar and I don't? That's, that is messed (laughs) up. That's where I was. That's where I was. And so we, he and I would walk around and just like you're describing, we we were just side by side, you know, could have been two people holding hands, walking down the road, you know, and um, people would walk by and just go, wow, that's a dog. Like, that's what dogs are meant to be with people. Yeah. And, and it really was very much Symbiotic,
1: symbiotic, we,
0: right? We were side by side. It wasn't, I'm the human, you're the dog. It was, well, I'm a human, sorry, you're a dog. How do we do this, you know? Yeah. And me listening to him for what works yeah. for him because all all the animals want is to complement us as well that's it. That's That's why like knowing who i am and what works for me is what opens the door for the animals to go oh this is you this is what works for you okay here's me trying to give it to you and Mm -hmm. and then from there it's the willingness to communicate without dominating which is that's ultimately what i hear you talking about in your relationships you know and that you guys are communicating without very much so I very much so you are therefore you perform that's not what you that's not it's like a
1: master servant right it's like the master and then you know it's very much so and and that's actually what it is it is a master servant relationship with most animals because the they the master says we go here we go there fine but then you know the servant is always and the dog is so selfless yeah and always waiting to please the human, right? What are we doing? What are we doing now? Yeah, right. You know, or how can I love you? And how can I, how much can I emotionally take your burdens off for you? You know, Mm -hmm. that's another whole aspect of discussion. (laughs) How many hours do we have? (laughs)
0: Right. And that's the thing, too. Like, I, I talk to a lot of people. Who ask me? You know, please tell my dog she doesn't have to do that. She doesn't have to take my my burdens. She doesn't have to soak up my emotions. And and the responses you kind of can't tell them not to. It's yeah, part they're of, empaths
1: their, most of the time. It's
0: part of their presence, and you know, on in a big picture, it's part of their service side by mm-hmm. side with humanity, is to ease the journey for humanity to reach our hearts so that humans can remember what our own hearts feel like. Mm -hmm. And that has nothing to do with servitude, me serving my animals or my animals serving me. It really asks us to, to be loved and to explore what it is that this is how much, how, how much I am loved is that this shows up selfless in my life Mm -hmm. and says, I'm here with you. How are we going to do this? you know and it's i think it's a brand new perspective at least consciously for for a majority of people i think natively you know people when when a human is centered and operating from their heart the the sense that we're talking about becomes obvious like we got to do this together how do we do this together And it's, it's cultural conditioning that says, I'm going to dominate you. You need to make me look good. You know, that's cultural conditioning. But the more we have this conversation and and plant the seeds and share the language that, you know, there is a side by side, even in and among human, humanville,
2: we can be side by side
0: with animals and, and still honor human land but it is the heart it is being focused on sharing our hearts that that actually generates evolution
1: yes very much so and i think um one thing that pops in my mind listening to speak as well i think animals are like uh our mirror right Mm -hmm. so very much so i mean you can see so it's almost like you have this thing in front of you and depending on how well it's you know doing is basically how well you're doing as an owner
0: yeah. Right? it's Because a, it's, so many
1: people say to me, oh my God, my dog would be all over the store uh, if I took him, brought him with me. I'm like, well, and so my first question is, how much time do you spend with your dog? Yeah. And they go, you know, they look aside and they're <laughs> all a little nervous at that question.
0: Right. It's
1: like, well, you can train your dog to do what my dog does. How much time are you spending with your dog to do this?
0: And how when is, does your dog... is your conversation like, you know, when yeah. you're talking to him, what's your That's conversation? It. Yeah. You know, what I do like to, to offer to people is the animals will absolutely help you see your state of being, but I also love to remind people that they are a uniqueness at the same time. You know, they, they don't exist simply for human. That, I mean, it's another, another form of um, egocentrism to say that horse is a, a mirror of me. To an extent, absolutely. They will say, here's how it feels. Here's how you feel right now. And they're not judging. They're just simply saying, here's how how you feel. And that part is the mirror. But at the same time, they have their own uniqueness. And they have their own unique contribution, their own unique presence. There's a way to honor both, you know. To And again, full circle, self-awareness when I'm willing to be vulnerable enough to myself to see my own state of being, then if an animal's behavior goes sideways, I can, rather than try to make it about me and say, what's wrong with me? I can say, hmm, let's bring myself back to my heart and invite that animal to come with me. And it's it's not fixing problems at that point, it's just becoming the solution, it's becoming the way forward by recognizing something just went wonky, I'm going to come back to my heart and I'd love you to come with me. It's a, it's a much, much gentler conversation that I think for a lot of empathic people, it's innate, but we don't get, we're just now getting to have, have vocabulary for it, have ways to talk about it, you know. Mm-hmm. It comes down to self-awareness. And so I want to ask you about the cooking show. I want you yeah. to talk about your cooking show and how this fits in to preparing foodies with and for our animals. Um, and so my introduction to your cooking show was the big fat peanut butter cookie, which was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh yes, peanut butter cookies.
1: So- oh my God, I'm addicted to them, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously, so every me- chance I get, I bake. I'm like, you're baking them. <laughs>
0: Oh my uh, God. So, so tell me what, what it feels like. Tell me how much fun it is to cook, to bake cookies with your animals. T- talk to me about that. You know, it, it's funny
1: because um, the I think, okay, so part of the whole cooking thing is A, yes, you've got your your buddies around you so which is great so whether you have family members and children or husbands or wives who want to participate in your cooking adventures together i mean that's right part of sharing that love right so the whole family's doing it together and so if you have just even if you don't have a big family around you and uh your dog is sitting you know somewhere beside you in the kitchen and but you love to cook then it's like, oh, there's a purpose. So, right, you're, the dogs give you purpose. It's almost like, okay, I love to go running or I like walking a lot. So, oh, I have to take my dog out for a walk. Okay, great, that's my purpose, right? So it's it's great. So within, you kind of enmesh your love for cooking, your love for your family, your love for yourself, your love for your animals. And then it just becomes this very beautiful, loving and creative uh moment where you are definitely making something that everyone's going to benefit from right so that i think is is a beautiful thing it's like taking the time i make a lot of choices to spend time with my animals right so i I think that's part and parcel of it too i've said no to a lot of social gatherings or going to people's cottages because my dogs weren't invited or because i i didn't feel it was the right time or i didn't walk my dog long enough so i may not say no i might say okay i'll be there an hour later or two hours later because i have these responsibilities and i think that's super important too that people get to that place where they are putting their animals first Mm. okay before their social lives because i've seen a lot of contrary stuff remember they're 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 feeling you know creatures who want to be loved and taken care of so again going back to the cooking thing how much more love could you give do they know the difference Ma, well, i don't know sometimes i think well i wonder if they really know maybe i should just feed them like dry food for a couple <laughs> of weeks and really and really show them what it's like to be living in the house of roe right <laughs> you know it's funny you know i have a lot of some friends would come over and have big pots at the time i have the bigger dogs right or ten many dogs and have big pots of rice and beef cooking together and you know and the nice thing is which we may not know but you can add a lot of spices as long as it's not spicy right, right. to right. the food so you can add a bit of salt and pepper or zaatar or you know oregano or basil they love that right they love feeling that they're eating home-cooked meals so i hear i'm like adding the people come over the house they're like oh you made dinner for us." i i'm like yeah dig in you know again (laughs) sure right and they're like oh this is great i'm like do you want some yogurt with it oh yeah sure (laughs) so you know you could feed the
0: masses with one pot i mean then that's the point of the show (laughs) well that is the point and you you make that point too that this is all like feed it to humans feed it to animals either way it doesn't matter that's you know, it, and and it really is about like how much you enjoy what you're doing because that's, that's the grandma's it. chicken soup effect too. You know, yeah. when you're sitting there cooking because you love it and because you love yeah. to eat it, it is very quantumly true that that energy has an effect on the actual substance of foodies, and that's why grandma's chicken soup tastes so much better than like Campbell's or whatever. I mean, not to yeah. mention all the extra salt and stuff but you know it makes a difference and and it's so worth it to just acknowledge that you know just be a nerd for love and and make a priority of your family that you're feeding whether your family that's what i hear you talking about you know instead of going to the cottage it it, there's the idea of responsibility but to me it's like it softens when you just let it be your priority you know feeding my family is the priority and then I'll be there to go have fun and whatever. But why is it my priority? Because this is how it feels to make it a priority, and it's yeah. it, it's taking people back to, you know, the whole reason you wanted to be a veterinarian was to care for animals. Me too. Right. Like, actually, I don't think I ever wanted to be a veterinarian. That was the the acceptable. Yeah, at
1: the time, that's all, you know, we didn't, uh, the, the 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 dog market was, you know, when I pioneered this whole situation of products and apparel, there was nothing there. Right. I, we were either a vet or, you know, I could work at the racetrack with the horses. I mean, that was the option, right?
0: Right. Both pretty, you know, their options focused differently than just caring for animals, you know? I mean, this is what I found for myself is, going in the veterinary direction, it's medicine and it doesn't necessarily give you, at least at the time I was moving in those circles, it didn't give me the space or the encouragement to actually connect. And I knew innately that connection as a foundation makes all healing easier, right? But if you're administering medicine, it's a different focus. It's a different mindset than being nourishing through presence. And And energy. Yeah. Bringing that life force, bringing the energy into the conversation with an injured or a sick animal. And, um, I, I just literally physically was unable to do the veterinary route. I, I, my springs would pop and I couldn't go there. I had to honor the connection part of it, which is what took me on my, my particular path. And in this conversation of human self-awareness to receive the love that is unconditionally offered all the time. So like, so when you were building your business, did you, were you aware of the sense of connection with the animals as motivation, or were you just like gung-ho athlete driven goal oriented, build a business? Um, you know, if I wanted
1: to make more money, I would have probably sold food, you know, or a ball, a rubber ball or something that people could just pick up easily. My business is a very niche business to this day, 30, Mm. almost 30 years later, Mm. I still do customer service on the phones with my clients because even though I provide all of the tools to properly measure, you know, people may miss a beat or step or something. And consciously I can't allow products and sizes to go out that are not correct. Mm -hmm. And being an expert in my field, uh, I can tell when something's not correct. And I, you know, I, I stop it before it goes out. I call the customer, Mm -hmm. there's this, you know, connection and, uh, and, and there's also the caring that comes through, Or the humans right so let's focus on that too because i am saving a dog's life by allowing them to walk again with Mm -hmm. the shoes Mm -hmm. and then i'm also saving and providing this happiness and comfort to the human and so i really really love that i actually studied psychology in university as well for a bit so i really like the fact that this this company has given me and allowed me to give back everything that I require as far as what I'm, my interests are. Again, it's like, how do you build a business? You take what's fundamentally your pleasure, your desire, your interest, you could turn a hobby into a business and then you find a way to, you know, do the best that you can to make it happen. So to answer your question, business makes what feeds you and puts, you know, the food on your plate and then what your business is about, feed your soul. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I 30 years later would, I still would never give up on neopause because of the gratification that it gives me Mm -hmm. that I get tears in my eyes when I read people's comments and customers emails saying, because of you, my dog lived an extra five years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, you know, how much more could I ask for to be of service on this planet mm-hmm. to be able to give mm-hmm. to people and the animals that's helping. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I think that's primary. So no, it wasn't about the business. It just, that was the side note mm-hmm. that I was able to sell it. Like, you know, it's funny because in my conversations with people and, um, you know, I go through helping them figure out what shoe they need, what size, what product, da-da-da. and then I get to the place where I have to ask them for a credit card because I'm finalizing the order, and I hate it. Mm. I really hate it. I'm almost like, oh, so would you like to use Visa or Mastercard or Amex? And then I'm like, <laughs> but and that I choke on those words because it's not about that. Mm-hmm. I know I have to because I have to pay my manufacturers for the product. I've, you know, we know, right? But I don't like it. That's Mm -hmm. not why I'm doing this at all. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Mm -hmm. God gives me in other ways. The universe, you know, hands me in other ways. The fact that I look in the mirror and say, and it's not even that I say it, but like, I'm just saying that I can look at myself in the mirror or when I die, I can say I've I've done what I've wanted to do, what my purpose was. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's, and to me every day waking up and doing my business is like being in a playground. So awesome. Right? Like, so when I did TV and I had my cooking show, for humans i traveled around latin america and i cooked with top chefs in these different cities and it's funny i you know i was jet skiing horseback riding talking to people eating drinking it was all amazing um but and this was after I had just started Neopause, but I missed Neopause. It was like, it wasn't the same, right? Because I'm an uber active kinetic individual. So yes, you know, like uh, my energy is like, oh, I mean, I like people, I tire people. I don't even tell people what I do in a day anymore because it's like, oh my God. <laughs> <for> you, right? <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, just, you know, yeah, I had a great day. That's it. Productive day, production. You know, I'm a Virgo. Virgos are like, oh my God, what can we produce and fix and do and,
0: you know, right. figure
1: out so it's part of my personality to you know always be one step ahead anyway right yeah yeah yeah. so it all works i mean it all ties itself in together and it works for the greater good
0: i love it i just i love the openness right and the the fluidity and just constantly saying open to all right what else can happen what else can we do what else is here what else can we speak to what else can you know can we address and i think just that that openness Um, in humans, it lets us actually express our creativity. Everybody is creative. And I just love, you know, obviously love the animal kingdom and that they, they show up everywhere. And it's just a matter of, will, will you let them in and let your heart be nourished in whatever way, you know, I mean, with the pets, Welcome, loving our animals and loving our pets and then letting that nourish our purpose and our creativity. Like, I just can't, yeah. I can't encourage that enough. And it doesn't matter what it looks like or what you create. It's about how it feels that you say, yeah, okay, let's go. Because that's what, I mean, that's what dogs are always saying. Okay, let's go. What are we doing? And it's, it's whether or not the person will say yes and actually take the action and, and engage. You know, I think that's a huge thing that animals are for people is invitation to engage with life. I know, but you know, Carrie, I agree
1: with you 100%. And that's part of that symbiotic relationship we talk about in the exchange. But what I'm saying on the other end is that if you're going to have an animal that you're going to engage with, then step up, step up to the plate and make sure that you're doing it the right way. Mm. Okay. Because they're not, they're not our servants typically. Like they are. If we're talking, oh, you know, my baby, my fur baby, my this, well, you know what? Then, you know, just learn, learn and figure out how to take it to the next level Mm -hmm. so that, and I'm not saying walk your dog off leash, but what I'm saying is make sure you walk your dog. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you go out with your dog and entertain your dog. Mm -hmm. Make sure that it has enough of good food, exercise, mental stimulation, right? Then you can say, I'm a good pet owner. Right. And you know, it's funny because at the end of the day, I know this is my personality. I want to feel like I've done everything to my best ability. Mm. And that is an across the board thing, no matter what I choose to engage in that I'm going to be able to say that I gave it my 100% and I did the best that I can do. Mm. And it's okay if your best looks like this and my best looks like that, but let's get on that path of bestness. Mm -hmm. right for everybody in your life and most of all yourself Mm -hmm. right that's the whole thing so yes 100% all
0: right so we're coming down to the last few minutes and so I just want to ask is there anything else that you would love I mean we've covered a lot and you've shared so much and is there anything else that you would love to share or say or ask before we wrap up for our for this little time together I love your I, passion. I I love hearing from you, but please, anything else that you would like to share or say or ask i mean i i think
1: the I think the last message of of becoming healthy is most important, and i'm saying this in uh, every every way possible right so again, remember this is not a dress rehearsal right mm-hmm. this is this is the real deal mm-hmm. and I just think that it's so important to be able to um motivate ourselves and challenge ourselves right so challenge yourself to go a little bit outside of the norm and the box and and by doing that you might find out how to um give yourself the confidence and the energy that it takes to to start opening yourself and living a very happy life inside and out and and trust me that no matter what you embark on it is not necessarily going to be always an easy path. There will always be, right, obstacles in the way. I I have dealt with many, many things. As great as, as, you know, as I love my business and all this, and I love my dogs, and I love my friends, and I love my life, it's not always easy, but do not let that deter you, you know? And always remember that if you want a strong foundation, and my strong foundation was always through spiritual practice. Right and God says, know your, know thyself. Mm. So this is where we step it up and know thyself, mm. heal yourself, be yourself. Mm. Don't live for other people. Live for yourself. Right and then share, and share and yeah. share the greatness of what you've discovered
0: in yourself. Oh, be so great. I love, I love it. I love it. I love great. It. Yeah. Oh, Ro, thank you so much. Thank you for oh, thank sharing you, so much. You yeah. always show up so beautifully. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I only, I'm a child of God who, you know, I get messages and I, and that's why we want to do what we do carry the same reason why you do what you do. And it's about healing and energizing. And, you know, it's a crazy world right now. And we need people to just keep love alive, right? Yeah, keep the well, faith and love alive and spreading.
0: Well, this is what it takes to create a new expression of humanity Right. That's, yes. that's really where my heart is. It's receiving how loved you are in every form, do, challenging yourself to not only receive it, but engage and then share what your creativity is in the world. Take those chances. And it is going to, it is challenging. It 100%, is 100%, largely because for hundreds if not thousands of years humanity's tried to condition itself to just you just stay home and be comfortable don't challenge anything yeah believe everything you're told right right but this is the time to challenge that and say you know what that might not be working for us but to create a different expression of humanity it requires to uh, humans to acknowledge the love that we are to receive the love from the pets from oneself you know being yeah. healthy, Re- doing spiritual practice is being loved, receiving that, you know what?
1: It's connecting.
0: Creator, God, universe, all the different mm. words for what love is all mm. have that. And yeah. bring it to me in all the ways I can receive it and then show me more. And Very much so. For, for you and I, It's I know the animals have been a big part of the path. And that's why I'm in the conversation, um, not just because it's been my journey, but because every single human on the planet has a relationship with animals. Even if all they do is eat them, animals nourish life. So let's acknowledge that and acknowledge the the love that's here for humans so that we can Very much so. keep the love alive and create yeah. humanity in a new way. Very much
1: so. And, and taking that light, I think now more than ever, uh, we need to become the light workers that we're meant to be uh, because humanity needs it. Animal kind needs it. We all need it. Right. So be the light, walk the light, walk the path, show the way and uh, you know, help each other get out of, um, get out of everything that we know to come into a beautiful new world and a new path that we can all live on, you know, and follow
0: and eat the peanut butter cookies. That's all I'm saying.
1: (laughs) Eat the peanut butter cookies. Eat the peanut butter cookies. (laughs) Monkey monster.
0: (laughs) Thank you again so much. Thank you, Carrie. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Big love,
1: bye love.
2: An open